Chris Spielman, the Buckeye and Fox announcer, has been doing a lot of media interviews. All the big shows. Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, Torgan Elliott. The yeah. huge shows. All the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Chris? Hey, Chris. Good morning, man. How are you? Good, Good morning. You're everywhere this week, and we appreciate your time this morning. Well, no problem. Glad to join you. Hey, so Chris, a, a question on this. So, you, you know, you're a guy that obviously has an opinion and an intelligent one, but why stick yourself out there and do the Dan Patricks or the Colin Cowherd on the Big Ten and college athletes not playing? Why personally, I know you have a daughter that plays basketball in the MAC, but why did you decide to kind of jump in with your opinion? Well, I'm a member of the media, and so I have an obligation to do my job. Um, if I am asked my opinion, uh, I and people want my opinion, being a member of the media, uh, I feel obligated to give my opinion. And plus, if I can help in any way uh, these guys and what they're going through, and I believe in what they're doing, and I have a platform, then I'll use my platform to try to help people any way that I can. And with a daughter in the Mac, let's talk about the uh, the Mac, the fallout from not playing. I had no idea that those pre-conference Big Ten games for the Mac, that's what keeps that league in business. They can't even, they weren't going to play because they didn't have the Big Ten paydays. I had no idea that those single games meant that much to the Mac. That's $11 million hit. Ohio yeah. State was going to give Bowling Green a $2.2 right. million payout to pay. And, and so you think about it, a lot of those schools uh, operate on a, it's like living day to day Yeah, their athletic budget. And, you know, Mac schools are athletics are funded. I think there's a, a, a student assessment fee, 64%. So, so their athletic programs are also funded by that. But, you know, so once, once the big 10 went to an all conference schedule originally and soon shortly thereafter, that's when the Mac ended up canceling their season. I get they, everybody has concerns. We all live with concern and we all live with risk every day, but, uh, I submit to you that, you know, maybe the bigger reason why the Mac canceled so quickly was because of the $11 million hit that their conference is going to take. Yeah, they said yeah, each, absolutely. each school would lose like $2.2 million. Yeah. But as, yeah, as a yeah. parent, what did when your daughter plays, did she hear rumblings? Was there communication with the coach or the athletic director? And what was the reasoning they told the athletes and parents why they were canceling the season? They didn't. Well, she's a girls' basketball. Excuse me, she's a women's basketball player, and so you know they didn't communicate with her. But I think uh, it doesn't need to be communicated. I mean, my daughter understands uh, what the MAC conference is, and it's a great school and it's a great conference. It's just that they, when you when you have to financially rely on somebody else to get by then, you know, you lose your freedom a lot of times to make the choices. So Mac football relies on these pack or power five non-conference games to get by. And so when the power five decides not to play or only play within themselves, that's devastating to the Mac schools that don't have sure. the budgets that Ohio State may have. And Chris, Chris Spielman's with us. And when you think about these uh... – five-star athletes is the nfl going to have to work these guys out that aren't going to play this season i would have think i would think they have and if you're a possible first round pick like sean wade would be and then he doesn't play he's still a possible first round pick right 
I mean, he's not going to – or maybe he would have played this year and went from a possible first to a fifth. I mean, it could have worked the other way as well. But what's the NFL going to do without looking at all these five-star, you know, picks? So uh, I think, the you know, it's going to be more challenging for the player and it's going to be more challenging for the NFL. Uh, I actually asked for uh, NFL personnel guys – plus four guys that I trust football opinions on. And we all came to a consensus that if you don't play for a year and a half or 18 months, you know, let's say the last game was in December of 2019. The next time you play an actual game, which is different than practice, it's a lot different than practice. Okay. Yep. Won't be until August of 2021. You know, you're at a disadvantage to say maybe, a kid that is uh, a, a corner like Sean uh, that playing in the big 12 or the SEC or the ACC. Now, you know, obviously it goes off an individual basis, but it certainly doesn't help those guys improve. And the whole point I was making on one of the shows that I did, what it prevents is a non-draftable kid from becoming draftable, a seventh rounder to maybe becoming a third rounder, and, of course, we all know uh, for Joe Burrow, who had, I think at the highest had a fifth-round grade on him, at the highest going into last year, coming out, he's the number one pick. And just for Torgy, going into last year, Justin Jefferson had a fourth-round grade on him, and he ended up being a first-round. And those of you that don't know, Justin Jefferson was the first pick of the Minnesota Vikings, and we all know that Torgy is skull all day long. Yes, all, right. All, all day long. Totally. Will, will it extend? Will it? Ex- he is Mr. Skull. He's wearing it all today. Will it? Will it? You know your boy. Will it extend their career in the NFL? We always hear how short an NFL career is, and now you have two instead of a six-year career for a running back. Right. Does it not now he has a, a payday for two extra years where he would have been playing for free if that was on the front end. Um. I mean, I really am skeptical about trying to predict. Yeah, it's tough. The the time of NFL careers, because there's so much that goes into that. And, you know, a lot of that is chance and luck. You know, I was able to play 11 years because I was lucky. That's because you're a machine, though. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, literally, yeah, with my titanium hip. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And a fused neck. Yeah. yeah. Back together. You don't use don't you go. don't you don't use CBD. You use WD. Yeah. yeah you, you, <laughs> well, I know a little both. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go Colonel Steve Austin on yeah. it. <laughs> hey, Chris. Uh, Chris Billings with us. Uh, with Kevin Warren, and he. I'm sure you know Kevin because your brother's the GM of the Vikings. But a lot of people personally attacking the guy because they don't agree with the decision. But I ask you this from, you know, you with ESPN, you did a lot of Big Ten games. Was it, clear this up, was it Kevin Warren's decision? Was there a vote between the presidents? What have you heard about that? Because there's kind of a gray area of actually who made the call here to cancel well, Big I, Ten. I, I, can't, I, I only know what you guys know, right? I mean, what what there was a vote. It was supposedly 12 to 2. Then we heard the vote was 6 to 8. Then we heard there wasn't a vote. So I don't know. I think as a as a player, if I'm if I'm a parent of a Big Ten player, you know, at the most I'd want a season. At the very least, I'd want a clear, transparent reason why there wasn't a season. Why there wasn't a season, 
and how did you come to this decision? And also, which way did my school vote? Just, I think the players, coaches, and parents deserve that answer. That's, I'm just going by yeah. what I would want as a parent. I think most parents would want that, and most kids would want I would As a kid, I need to know. Yeah. What are we doing? How did we come to this? This affects me. It affects my future. It affects my dream of, of playing. And we're not just talking about NFL guys. I mean, what about the fifth-year kid who, uh, I forget, maybe it was Iowa or Nebraska that's going to be a long snapper? He finally gets a shot. And you know those kids in Nebraska that play for the Cornhuskers. It's, it's not their dream all the time to go to the NFL. It's their dream. Maybe I can step on that field one day. I mean, everybody put in your mind Rudy. And, and, you know, you say the movie Rudy, you might say, oh, that's, that's corny. No, it's not corny. Rudy's mentality was, was, is a lot of kids' mentality about uh, their dreams might even be playing for their high school and running out their senior year or, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, we, it's uh, – and, and, Yeah, that's true. Look, and here's the other thing. That's too. valid. No, nobody says this is – an easy decision. An easy decision is you have to choose choose between risk and no risk. It's an easy decision. I'll take the no risk. When it gets difficult to make decisions in life, that's when we have to choose risk and what's the greater risk. Then you have to be able to make that choice and decision. And nobody's saying it's easy. It's not easy for Governor DeWine. It's not easy for uh, boards of health. It's not easy for school districts. You just have to make a decision on risk or greater risk and make that choice. Whenever there's, there's a no-win situation here, there's always risk when we're dealing with something like this. What's the greater risk? And then you choose opposite, in, in my humble opinion. That's how I would try to make decisions based on the information that I had. No, it- Boy, had the Pac-12 not bailed on their season as well, that would have made it even more difficult for the Big Ten because they'd have been the lone Power Five not playing. But I think the well, Pac-12. I think they were counting on, yeah, yeah. I, I think you know. I, I mean, I'd be surprised. Yeah, who was surprised that the Pac-12 canceled? It's not. It's not a statement or anything. It's just you know that's what our history tells us about the Pac-12. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. when's the last time the Pac-12 has been relevant in, in as far as competition on the field? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Chris, and, and Chris Spielman's with us, and you know, my kid plays football. I'm all for it. You're all for it. Your your kids play sports, but do you think they could pull it off? Meaning on a college level, because everyone will say, "How are you going to keep the college kid from going to the college party?" Or so, do you think they, you know, the SEC, the Big Twelve, and the ACC? Do you think? And it's hard to predict, but do you? Think think they can pull it off uh, uh yeah i do and i think that if somebody gets covid okay well he gets covid move on move forward you, you know I yeah mean, we know we're going to have cases but it's, it's just that of course you're going to have cases you're going to get covid whether you play football or whether you don't play football it doesn't matter you're it's going to be there so how do you deal with it and i think the the, the football teams because of the testing uh, because of the kind of the isolation. And here's the biggest, most important thing to remember about this whole thing when you're talking about mitigating risk. My daughter, who is a basketball player, like she's there up there at Bowling Green working out. When she came home, you know, she's sitting and walking around here in a, in, a, um, in a mask. She's washing her hands constantly. 
she's staying six feet away from her family. It's not because she uh, doesn't love her family. It's because she has a responsibility for her team not to get COVID. So you take that, and if the players own the responsibility of, of taking all the uh, precautions that they can to limit their chance of getting COVID because they owe it to their teammates. So I think you, they, they have a better chance because of that. You think of the NFL, for example. I mean, if you're, if you're an NFL player and you get COVID and it goes throughout the locker room, and those guys can't uh, have to miss games or whatever. You start getting into people's money. Yeah, right. And and so there's a responsibility and accountability that I think sports teams in general, not just football, but sports teams in general, uh, will exercise and use good judgment for the most part. I mean, obviously you're going to have your outliers, but I think for the most part, being part of a team and trying to protect your team is a motivator for me in staying healthy and staying away from uh, COVID as much as possible. All right, we were talking this before about this before you came on. What was the last meal Chris Spielman cooked for the family, and what's your specialty? Oh, dude, I don't cook. <laughs> <laughs> See, I what told you. How yeah. about, about six power bars? <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a diet coke in a right, raw steak so, so you won't put a steak on the grill i mean i have but you know i've mastered the technique and if you haven't done this yet torgy it's like laundry it's like you know uh running the vacuum you screw it up they look at you and say, forget it, I'll do it myself. Oh, I mean, no. Who hasn't learned that technique? No, I've yeah. mastered it. I've mastered the, the not washing off the dishes and putting it. No, I've mastered it. I was just asking you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. then it's not expected. Yeah. Hey, hey, b- by the way, we should mention your CBD oil is fantastic. Yeah. I take it before I sleep. I was actually going to call your guy Brett to get some more. Where can people get your CBD oil? Because we both use it yeah. when we sleep. The patch is it's really a, good. I like the patch. Oh, good, good. It's uh, SpielmanCBD.com. Just click on there. And, and, and again, I, I want to emphasize, I'm not saying it's going to help you, but it's, it's going to take an edge off of you. You're right. I use it for helping me fall asleep because I'm tired of trying. I, I've gotten into this bad habit. I don't know if you guys got this, but I I'm, have a nasty habit of having to have the TV on to fall asleep, and that's awful. So yeah, it right. helped uh, get rid of that. And um, I use the patch is good. I use the roll-on. takes It works for me. But, yeah, there's all kind of product on there. Check it out and, uh, for pain relief. And you don't have to take 95 pills like I used to do to, to get the relief. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the man, Chris. We do appreciate it, brother. Thanks, Chris. All right, thank you, guys. See you, bye. Thank you for having me on. See you.